Welcome to Sundoku Book Club, where we're finally getting around to the books that have been sitting on our shelves for forever. I'm Emily Miner. And I'm Leith Nelson. And actually, this week, like many other weeks, <laughs> I'm not talking about a book. I'm talking about a video game, one that you got me last year for either my birthday or Christmas, but I can never remember ever for literally any gift mm-hmm. anyone ever gives me because they are right next to each other. Yeah. So, um,. Either way, this was December of 2018. You gave me two gifts, Mm -hmm. um, one of which was Celeste. And the other one, which you actually wanted to play. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Have I talked about that on... Yeah, we talked about it two episodes ago. That's right, when we talked about things we'd actually done right away. Okay, so at the same time, you got me Celeste and Stardew Valley. Mm -hmm. And at the time, I was suddenly in a gardening obsession (laughs) and stardew valley was right up my alley um i really like um games that are like just boring enough (laughs) um like there was plenty to do although at this point i am kind of running out of things to do because i have I checked, played that game for uh, over 100 hours. So, <laughs> um, I recently, I don't know. I'm not, I'm not, this is not a podcast about uh, Stardew Valley, so I won't go into all those details. The one I put off, mm-hmm. Celeste, I put off for about six months. Yes. Um, and got around to it over the summer. So, I would like to also point out that. My brother came to visit us in January. <laughs> um, if you remember Nathan, my brother, he was on our, um, uh, what was the episode? The Fate. Yes, he was on our Fate episode. Um, and this was at the same time. So while he was here visiting, he played Celeste, though I hadn't even started it. Hmm. And he beat the thing in like, I think, 36 hours. Yeah. And yeah. And, like, I had to be at work for some of the time while he was here, so, like, he had some downtime. So, it wasn't just, like, he came here and we never hung out. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, like, he he beat the dang thing in <laughs> it, during the time he was here, which was not very long. Right. So, um, but apparently that didn't motivate me whatsoever, because I was having a good old time with Stardew Valley. This is a common thing for him, because the last time he was here... Or was it this? It can't, was it the same time when he also was playing Stardew Valley on your Switch and got to the lowest dungeon level or whatever it is? He might have. He's dumb. I love him. <laughs> He's a little weirdo who like just gets hooked on something really quickly and is typically pretty good at it. So, um, hi Nathan. <laughs> so, um. I did finally get around to it. Mm-hmm. So for a little context, Celeste is a game that came out uh, early 2018. It's by Matt Thorson and Noel Berry. Is it Noel or Noel? I, have I don't no know. Idea. I don't know. I um, just read things. I don't listen to things. Yeah. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that the company is Matt Makes Games Incorporated. <laughs> so... Uh, I started playing it in June, and I did check also that I've played about 45 hours of Celeste. So, you know, a full-time 
job weeks worth <laughs> plus a little over time. <laughs> I'd get say that, that's plenty. <laughs> gotta get that time and a half pay. Uh-huh. So, um, the basic plot, um, if you will, of this game is you are playing this character, a girl named Madeline, and she has this goal. She's very determined to climb this mountain. The mountain is called Celeste. Um, but the mountain is sort of this fantasy, like, supernatural thing when it sort of brings out, um, like, different sides of you while you climb it. Um, and so Madeline, uh, even outside of, like, through her whole life, it seems, has really dealt with, um, some sometimes crippling anxiety and depression um and so while she climbs the mountain um her anxiety sort of manifests as like an antagonist Hmm. character that is separate from herself um and there are other enemies as well um but the common one is her a part of me who is sort of constantly trying to tell her you can't do this or like what are you what are you thinking um so it's a platformer game, very fun, very difficult. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and honestly, I I really do think that part of me was, I mean, I was enamored by Stardew Valley at the time, but I think I was also intimidated because I had read this is a very difficult game. Well, I remember when you started it, you were mad at it, like... Was I? Like, yeah, you, like you were playing and you, you seemed to be frustrated with it, but you were sticking with it because I think... I think I just wanted to prove something. Right, yeah. yeah I think I wanted to prove like, I felt that, like, bad. I can do it. I felt bad watching you play it because I was like, she doesn't like it. <laughs> no, but the thing is that, like, I I literally love it. And it's, like, like <laughs> one of my favorite games of all time now. Um, so it is really hard and... Not that, like, I don't know. I'm going to get into this a little bit more in a minute. But, like, um, uh, the game creators built in an assist mode into the game Mm -hmm. um, that allows you to sort of turn on and off different sort of helpful, make it slightly easier um, parts of the game. You can make yourself invincible, totally. You can give yourself extra jumps, um, stuff like that. Um, and I want to be very clear. I have utilized assist mode many times while playing this game, but I am personally just for myself proud that I did make it through the entire, like, like, um, original, uh, seven or eight chapters or whatever, all the way to the peak of Celeste without using it Mm -hmm. um so i was pretty proud of that after that i was like nope i have i do not care i just want to know what happens at the end i want i'm a completionist i want to get all of the strawberries (laughs) so wait did so you use are you saying you went all the way up but then you did the final level with the cheats or what are you saying i'm saying i did bonus levels with the cheats so like for every normal level there's a b side and a c side Mm. sort of like a cassette tape um you know those three-sided cassette tapes all right don't be a jerk (laughs) that's what it's like that's what it is 
Um, <laughs> you actually have to like find the little cassette tape in the main level, all mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. I know what I'm talking about. <laughs> so <laughs> um, they're like harder and usually much shorter versions of that same level. Um, but a lot harder. Like, I don't think I've made... And I probably could if I, like, really put my mind to it. <laughs> but um, I don't think I've made it through any of those bonus levels without using assist mode right. at some point. Um, and then on top of that, there is a DLC that was just released in September. Um, that's sort of like a final, like thanks for playing sort of like um epilogue chapter um and it is like it's long it is it is a long level um and the most difficult like more difficult than any of the other bonus b or c sides i was not even going to try to fool myself (laughs) like when you're playing the regular levels you're, you know, like, you have certain mechanics that you can do as Madeline. Mm. Like, sometimes you can jump, sometimes you can do a double jump, like, by dashing. But you only get one of those, depending on where you are in the game. Um, and then, yeah, I mean, that's, that's basically it. Mm-hmm. Um, and so some care, some people before, like having completed the whole game, figured out that there are some, like, little cheat moves uh-huh. that you can do by, um... Please. Elite strategies. Yeah, yeah, thank you. <laughs> elite strategies. Um, and, man, I couldn't even do those when it wasn't necessary to complete the level with them. Mm. Like, I don't know. What is one of these? Can you describe one? So, yeah. So, one of them is sort of like you jump up next to a wall, but then before you, like, you, she can climb. She can, like, hold on to walls for a certain num- amount of time. Before you grab the wall as you're, like, kind of skimming past it, you get this second where you can, like, jump again, and it gives you a boost, And, like, you don't have to, like, it doesn't take any extra moves or anything, but, like, boosts you up. Mm -hmm. Um, And so, like, some people have used this and other similar sort of, what did you call it? Elite strategies. (laughs) Elite strategies. Pro gamer moves. Yes. (laughs) Um, Especially for, like, speed runs, Mm. um, because it means that you can sort of skip over, like, other Mm -hmm. mechanics in the game. Um, but in this final farewell chapter that came out in September, you it literally, like, the game walks you through. It, it teaches you how to do those moves because you can't beat it without doing them. Mm-hmm. And I was like, okay, so um, invincibility, <laughs> as many dashes as I want, like, full assist mode. Yeah. Because really, I was just in it for the plot at that point. Yeah. Like, it... Uh, it looks impossible. Mm-hmm. Um, although I know it's not. So um, that's sort of like the basic um, background. But um, I don't know. There's just like a lot of things that I love about this game. Um, one being like the way that it talks about your mental health and how Madeline deals with her anxiety. Um 
as like us person outside of her so like for a majority of the game excuse me sometimes it's like her anxiety is bullying her Mm -hmm. um and then eventually madeline's like no i i get it now like i don't need you anymore like i'm gonna i'm gonna leave you behind and her anxiety part of her becomes extremely upset (laughs) and um, attacks her (laughs) and is like, no, 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 like you can't leave me behind. Um, And so anyway, the final chapter where she's actually climbing the peak, um, they work together. So Mm -hmm. like she gets an extra jump all the time um, because like the two people are sort of joined as Mm -hmm. one whole person. Um, So... There's this really cool way that the game acknowledges that, like, anxiety is not just, like, some, is not always, like, an illogical, just, like, random thing. Like, a lot of times your anxiety um, is your, your brain and your body's way of protecting you, right? Like, of, and, you know, that can be for a lot of different reasons, your your past right like whatever you're going through in the present but like um it it's there for a reason um so it's not so easy to say just like well i'm just gonna i don't need it like i'm gonna just leave it behind Mm -hmm. um because that's not how your brain works so instead you sort of have to figure out um some people have to figure out you know how am i going to work with this thing that i'm dealing with um, instead of just ignoring it. Yeah. Um, so that was really, really cool. Um, it makes her more powerful in the end. And like, that's awesome. <laughs> and, you know, I'm, I, I think that I've made it pretty clear on this podcast that like, I'm not like, I, I'll shed a tear, you know, yeah. I, I, I had a little welling up at the end of the main game. It was pretty awesome. Um, so yeah, like that's awesome, and then the soundtrack is so cool. That's what I always hear. Oh my gosh, yeah. I mean, honestly, I'm not like literally nothing I'm saying is <laughs> new when it comes to like the public chatter about this game. Um, yeah, like everybody talks about the mental health stuff. Everybody talks about the soundtrack. Right. Like, but didn't stop me from having the same experience (laughs) so um yeah it's just like a beautiful soundtrack and um definitely like i don't know it took me a long time to be able to relax while playing the game like i would get really tense um and i could tell that i was like holding my breath a little um and like i think that the music actually helps with that like it does a really good job of putting you in the mood of that level whatever it is although I did eventually learn how to like okay like just breathe it's okay like it's just a level it's not a big deal um and now I will play the final the final the main game final chapter up the peak Mm -hmm. just like when I'm bored like I'll just can't see it i'm just (laughs) i'll just like play it through sort of half paying attention and it's not like i'm like a pro at it or anything but like it's just sort of like 
I don't know. I like things on in the background. And mm-hmm. for me, this is the first time that I've been able to do like background video game. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, uh, and it's kind of fun and calming now. Yeah. So anyway, um, honestly, like that's a lot of what I had written down. So do you have any questions? I think the only thing I want to like talk to you about is how you feel like we've t- and we've talked about this but how you feel about like difficulty in video games and like using oh, yeah. because you and I watch um Game Maker's Toolkit which mm-hmm. is a YouTube channel which is really great and one of the ways we both kind of I had learned about Celeste before this but one of the ways we both kind of learned more about it was because he has a playlist of videos about designing for disability for yeah. video games with um whether it's physical mental or visual all sorts of disabilities and how video games can work to accommodate that yeah. and one of those is just a baseline difficulty what we think of as how difficult something is is extremely subjective and the way how difficult a game is is uh, very uh touchy subject online at times so I don't know, like, what are your thoughts on it with your, I don't care, I'm just going to use the assist mode? Honestly, I don't know. This isn't going, I could rant about this for mm. a long time, but it would basically just be a similar thing over and over because I have no patience for people who are like, but the integrity of the <laughs> game and like, you're not a real pro gamer, you know? Yeah. Um, If you're playing on easy mode or whatever you're robbing yourself of the experience and i'm like (laughs) why do you care about my experience it's my experience like if you want to go out and like Mm -hmm. you know speed run the thing and never die and like play call of duty on like ultra difficult (laughs) level like whatever i don't care i remember you know what i remember um so we when I was growing up, um, we had close family friends and their oldest son does or did and still does work for Microsoft out in Seattle. Um, and he was like part of like he helped manage the project for what was it like the first to connect yes the connect that first like motion capture style gaming um and I remember um, he was talking about it with us when everything was finally released and it was no more like hush hush mm-hmm. top secret thing anymore. Um, that like a lot of people were kind of bashing the connect because it was like family fun games, right? right? Like not hardcore, it was not for like real gamers. The Xbox trying to deal with the Wii. Yeah, basically. Yeah. Honestly, that's what it was. Um, and like my problem with the Connect wasn't that. It was that the motion capture wasn't right. always great. Yeah. Um, like it could be just fine and like we had a great time with it mm-hmm. and I was really young. Um, but I do remember it all kind of being wonky sometimes. Yeah. But like the games were fun. You could like do river rafting <laughs> and it really was like the competition with the Wii. Um Wii Sports and Mm -hmm. things. Um, But I thought it was a blast. And like, I'm really, 
Honestly, I'm really trying not to swear because this isn't (laughs) an explicit episode. (laughs) But honestly, like, I I really just, I want someone to tell me because I don't understand why are real gamers, which is a stupid phrase, Mm. so obsessed with other people's experience of the game that they are also playing. Like... There are plenty of people online who, like, want to make it harder and, like, go connect with those people. Sure, I get it. Like, but that, like, I'm not hating on you for, like, well, you're really just making this hard on yourself. Like, you're ruining the experience. <laughs> you're you're making this more frustrating for yourself. Like, no. Nobody is coming around and saying that to those people. I find it incredibly frustrating. Yeah. To me, this is, like, a similar... I don't know why, but whenever I think about this issue, I also think about audiobooks. Mm. They're not like a, they're just, they're related to me because it makes me think about when people say like, well, listening to an audiobook isn't the same thing as right. reading. And I'm like, well, why don't you tell that to people who can't, who can't read visually? Yeah. <laughs> like, you want to tell them that they can like, they don't read anything yeah. or like they don't experience books? Mm-hmm. Like... It's a different way of experiencing the same thing. And we should have lots of ways to experience things because people can't, like, like, that's how people are. Like, we have, we can't, like, I'm just babbling now. (laughs) But there's no, like, if we just created one way to experience something, that is really, like, closing that off from a lot of people who may have liked to mm-hmm. enjoy that video game or that whatever, right. but now can't because you decided that it's not the game without right. it being hard, like Dark Souls or something like that. Right. Yeah, Dark Souls is the one that comes up a lot. And yeah. I feel like the one I see the most, and even from Mark Brown, the guy who runs the Game Maker's Toolkit, even like touches on this, and I don't quite get it, where... It's not how the game was meant to be experienced. And it's like, I don't, I don't, that's such a strange idea where, and maybe it's because you and I are kind of like influenced from grad school. And I was like going to say death like of death the of the author. author. Yeah, exactly. I it doesn't matter what was too. intended. It matters like what you got from it. I mean, and... it's both, but like, you can't pretend like once the creators create this thing and put it out into the world that that's how everyone is going to experience it like that's just not how the world works they obviously influence it to a great degree but like and 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 this sort of thing never comes up with say like skyrim which is not notably like a hard game what it is known for is a lot of mods that people make for it to put in their own things that they want and it's also known for being very glitchy and None of them are like rising up and saying like, no, you have to accept all the weird glitches and you have to, you can't mod the inventory to be somewhat manageable instead of having to scroll through every single item. Like that's not difficulty to them. That's just annoying. But when it comes to like fighting against some big bad boss in a video game, if you didn't do it, I mean, if you didn't, if you can't do it, maybe you should just get good maybe she's or just give up yeah Yeah. like when i was playing really the only series of game games that i've played my whole life is the zelda games and i used to play with nathan growing up a lot and 
a lot of the time, like, we would sort of trade off doing mm-hmm. dungeons and whatever else. But, like, I would do a lot of, like, puzzly type mm-hmm. things. And then when the boss came around, the controller was going to him. <laughs> and I was not into it. Like, to this day, I don't like... I don't know. I don't like fighting in video games. And I'm not trying... This is not, like, a political, like, no violent... Like, <laughs> I don't care about what other people want to do. But, like, it makes me stressed. There are levels in Celeste where you're against your... Um anxiety or whatever and you like i hate that level I was so to, much yeah. yeah honestly it's the very end of most levels where you're sort of running away from something that's chasing you that's the worst part to me like i just want to be able to figure out how i can make my mm-hmm. fingers move fast enough so that i can get through this little like half inch opening yeah say, like, exactly the spikes or exactly i don't I don't particularly enjoy having an antagonist on top of that, yeah. although I appreciate it for story purposes. Um, but I, uh, yeah, I don't know. I feel I was gonna say something else, but I just find it really frustrating. Like, and and at the same time, like, there's nothing wrong with being proud of yourself for mm-hmm. like doing something that's difficult. Like I said near the beginning. And I did say I was going to get to this later, and then I never did. So thanks for bringing it up. Um, like I said at the beginning, um, I I am proud that I was yep. able to get through the whole main game without using it. But now that I know I can, like that doesn't define the rest of the experience for me. Mm-hmm. You know, um, and sometimes I like using assist mode to sort of figure out. Like, it gives me a little bit more freedom mm-hmm. to, like, mess with the controls. Like, sometimes I'll do, a, um, like, a screen in a level with assist mode first until I sort of get the hang of, like, what I'm doing. Yeah. And then I'll go back and do it without. And it actually, like, I'm like, oh, okay, I get, like, how the mechanics work right. in here a little better. And maybe some people call that cheating. <laughs> well, I'll tell you that I don't care. <laughs> so... It's not cheating, it's in the game, and pretty sure I tweeted a while back that every game should have an assist mm-hmm. mode, like Celeste does. Um, and also, like, I would just like to say, going back to how you started this topic, you said that some games have sort of built in similar, like, modes or whatever mm-hmm. to kind of accommodate for different disabilities. And, like... <sighs> The thing is, is that a lot of times, and and this is discussed in, like, other areas of disability studies as well, but, like, a lot of times what we consider accommodations make things better for everyone. Right. Like, they're not just for your target, um, like, audience, like, mm-hmm. that particular disability. A lot of times those add-ons or those ways that you construct the game with that in mind make it a more enjoyable experience for everyone. So just putting that out there. I think it's BS. Yeah. <laughs> and um play a game however you want. And have fun. Kids. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So next time we are going to be talking about what leaf? We're gonna be talking about uh The Forge of God, a science fiction novel good stuff yeah 
sounds like it is on track for you. <laughs> What's that supposed to mean? I don't know. I mean, I talk about nonfiction and video games, and you talk about comics and science fiction, so yeah, it's on track. track. Yeah, <laughs> that's all. Okay, we're going to go now. <laughs> all right. Thank you so much to Belt Punch for the use of their song, Fighting Pose, from the album His Strange Fighting Pose. Um, follow us on Twitter. We never plug that. And also, I'm going to do something that I'm going to say we're going to stick to. Mm. I would appreciate it if you could leave a review of some sort, whether that's on iTunes, on whatever podcast listening app you do it on. That would be great. Uh, as be of yet, cool. we've got, not gotten anything. And it, it's that's not bad, but it would be just nice to get some feedback and see what that's like. And plus, get bump those iTunes numbers up. Oh <laughs> But unless um, there's anything else, follow us on Twitter at Sundoku Pod. There's always a link in the description. All right. And until next time. Bye. Bye bye.